Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast, where we talk TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined again by... Sorry, I'm... And we are continuing our binge of Season 2 of My Hero Academia. We are into yes. the stain yes. arc. Uh, one, of your yes. one of your favorites, I, I know. And you've been wanting to continue oh. watching My Hero ever since we stopped our last binge. Partly because we ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> uh, the, we've got the cliffhanger, and, and the worst part was, when I started watching My Hero, I was watching it as they were coming out weekly. So it was getting the date of that episode and then clamoring for another one. Wanting that next episode, wanting that conclusion, wanting that wrap-up, or wanting to see more of what's going on. And it's that sort of um, cliffhanger ah, mentality, oh. which is one reason why you like to binge shows now rather than watch them I as, mean, they're being, as they're airing. I, I had a time, and I, I, I never used to binge shows, but this, this show made me fucking want to just not watch it as it comes out sometimes, and just binge. And so... When I kept seeing all this promotion for the boys, and I'm like, okay, there's promotion all over the place. Ah, sure, I'll give it a shot. Watch the first episode with my wife, look at her, I was like, you want to keep going? Yeah. And we, that Sunday, went through the entire show from beginning to end, from breakfast to dinner, <laughs> ordered out all of our meals just because we're just into the show, and we're like, I get it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I need to finish watching, watching the boys. Um, I've seen, the, I've seen the first two episodes, I just haven't had a chance to sit down. The and weird side note, a couple days ago or so, they, it just vanished from Amazon. And yeah. when someone contacted them on like Twitter or something, they got the automated response. Some region, some, it has a different um, copyright, oh. copyright holders. It's like, and they're we're like, in the United States. That but, shouldn't but, be. but it's also, Amazon owns it. It's, so why would... It, uh, the copyrights, copyright claims can be weird like that. Uh, I know that the British... But they were the, trying to watch it on Prime. Mm. Well, but see, <laughs> it's still... The, the, the way copyrights work is weird. Uh, there's this British panel show that I like to watch called QI. Not available on BBC America because of copyright issues in the States. Like for the, some of the pictures and stuff that they put up on the, on the screens behind the panelists. And... Um. You know, so, like three seasons were available through Hulu in the states. Nothing, nothing before those three seasons. Nothing since those three seasons. It's because of copyright issues. They were able to work around them for those three seasons, and then they, I guess, they decided it was too much hassle, and they just didn't. They just didn't continue. I don't know why that would be the case all of a sudden, but you know, Amazon. You know, despite the fact that it's like it's. Their streaming service, it's the same situation as with Hulu and there, the ABC they, stuff. Uh, the people were theorizing that it was, had something to do with the comic, the, Could the owner be. of the comic, but they even said they're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. So, I don't know, maybe some somebody raised enough of a stink that they were like, let's pull it down just until our lawyers can kick them back under the rock. It, it could just be a, a straight up flub on their end digitally. Could be. You know, and, you know, could be just them getting people talking. But why are we talking about the boys? We're here to talk about My Hero Academia. <laughs> um, the superheroes. Yes, superheroes, but... Superheroes going unchecked, in a sense, on that yeah. one. Um, and, well, in the current arc that we're watching in My Hero Academia, we're dealing with a, uh, with a hero killer who believes that the people going around calling themselves heroes are being left unchecked. 
He's not wrong. <laughs> some. In, yeah. in some respects. Um, so where we left off, the League of Villains had contacted Stain to try to recruit him. He was like, nah, you guys don't really have any convictions. Well, not not ones that fit his. Not one. Well, yeah, it's just like they... Were, they had similar convictions, but they were approaching how to deal with them in very different ways. And Stain was just like, no, I'm not joining you guys. And Shigaraki was like, screw this guy. <laughs> and Oh, basically he said, if, if, I, if you guys get in my way or mess with my ideals or what I'm trying to do, I'll kill you then. I'll kill you then. And Shigaraki and she, didn't that like rubbed him the wrong no, way. Yeah. Shigaraki's like, how dare you ignore me when I'm talking at you. <laughs> And, and the fact he comes around and goes, I'll kill you later. What the? What is this guy? Fuck it. Yeah, Release the Nomu. Kurigiri. <laughs> Bring in the Nomu. And, and it's being unleashed on Hosu City, uh, which is where uh, Tenya Ida is doing his internship. Uh, largely because he wants to find Stain to get revenge for what happened, what Stain did to his brother. And the worst part is he's going on going out not even half cock because he doesn't know anything about him doesn't know his abilities doesn't know how he functions or his fighting style or the anything o- the only thing that he's that he's picked up on and this is literally just from his internship is that he targets like four or five heroes in every city that he goes to and uh ingenium was the first hero that he killed in hosu or attacked in hosu and, and yeah. all he knows is that you got knives on you, you got red scarf, you must be Stain guy. You must be a hero killer Stain. And Stain's just like, walk away, little boy. <laughs> like you're just a child. You don't want any of this. And Tenya just takes the name Ingenium for himself. And Well, well you also see that, that Stain's just not a merciless killer in a sense. Yeah. He wasn't going to just... Off the kid right there. He could have just whoop, boom. Yeah, cut he could have. But he's just like, no, I don't kill children. <laughs> and but if you persist, I will have no trouble doing so. Yeah, it's like if you, it's like I'm giving. This is your warning. If you don't back down, then I'm not holding back. Which puts him a, a different aside from a villain. He's not, he's not completely ruthless. He's not a villain. That's the an, weird part. He's an anti-hero. You mentioned that mentioned that last time and. Uh, we also we also got a glimpse into his motivations that you know he doesn't believe that all these people running around calling themselves heroes are worthy enough to call themselves that the except for All Might, and he considers All Might as the only one worthy enough to defeat him. Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with a guy that literally saved a hundred lives in, once in one in one go, yeah, <laughs> with a smile on his face. Uh-huh. And that's it's funny. It's that pivotal moment that has shaped so many lives in the universe. Yeah. Little Deku. A handful of other people that I almost dropped names of that <laughs> are... S- D- don't mind any uh, additional noise. Our pet robot just woke up again. Uh, we'll deal with him in a, in a little bit. Anyway, continue. That, that shapes so many lives in there that it's, it's just this gigantic pillar of a moment that has shaped so many. Mm. And, yeah, it's just... It's more like Stain is trying to basically force the heroes to live up to his pretty much impossible standard. Oh, well, he wants them to not be out there for money, out there for fame, like uh, sponsorship. Like uh, Uwabami, the uh, pro hero that 
Momo and Big Fist yeah. are uh, are interning with, who's literally just in it so she can basically be a supermodel. Pretty much. Um, and probably if he were to run into Bakugo, I would wager that he would probably find Bakugo wanting. Because, <laughs> ah. I mean, this is... This is me basing it solely on what I've seen of Bakugo so far, where he wants to be a hero so he can be famous. So far. So far. I, you know, you've implied that he gets some character development and uh, some... Season three, I think he gets a lot. And we'll get to that, you know, in the future, but where we are right now, it's definitely, things are definitely ramping up. Uh, Deku has finally figured out something about One For All that he's basically just been he compared it to like he was literally just using the super moves the special moves rather which is smash attacks if you're just going which makes sense if you're just using the superpower to do these big chaotic powerful hits then your body's never really going to get a chance to nope to uh, get used to it so he he's like I need to channel it all the time Throughout my entire body, so he starts doing that, and his and his mentor, uh, who had been All Might's mentor, Grant Torino, is just like, ah, oh, you finally figured it out. <laughs> well, that was fast. That's, that's quick, man. That's you know, that's one of that is one of Deku's things. He may he may be naive, but he learns quick. Maybe that's his. Uh, Maybe that's quirk. his quirk. <laughs> Analytical mind. I mean, we saw that with Siler in Heroes. Yep, and then you've got, like, he could be, uh, technically, would be considered if he didn't have, if all he had was that analytical mind, he'd be part of support class. Mm-hmm. But because he has been given one for all, he can now become a pro hero, of course. still know nothing about his father. That's because true. Because usually, even, even with the marriage of quirks or any other quirks. The quirk on quirk marriage, like with Endeavor and uh, He's showing no mom. signs of anything from his mom. But who knows what his dad had, which is, I think, I don't even know if they've covered it in the manga yet, but has been a source of people going, he has a hidden quirk, he has one. He has to have had a quirk that maybe it got stolen or something. I know you specu- you have speculated about that. Yeah, I speculate the stolen one. Some people speculate that it is one he has, it's just that it's one of those underlying yeah. quirks. Anyway, this has been one of our longer intros because we just got onto a little bit of a discourse about the series so far. We'll probably pick that pick up on that again when we're when we come back. But for now, we'll pause this here and we'll be back after the binge. And we're back uh, after our binge, and so we finished up the stain arc with uh, with this. And God dang, <laughs> that guy have. Uh, you know, we f- so we got confirmation on his quirk. Uh, it turns out I was right about my guess last time. That's like if he tastes your blood, then he can paralyze you. He has to ingest it in order for it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the quirk is called blood curdle, yep. and there's a limitation to it. Uh, he can only paralyze you for a set amount of time, and how long depends on your blood type. So Deku. Uh, despite the fact he's the last one we see get paralyzed by it, is the first one to recover because he's got type O blood. Yep. Um, but apart from that, Stain is a tough motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, ta- he takes a punch from Deku, who is admittedly only using like 5%, but he still takes a super-powered punch to the face 
and shows like nothing no, from no it. damage whatsoever. He shakes that shit off, and he then later in the fight takes a combined blow from both Ida, who's going to like who's overclocking his uh, who's overclocking his quirk, and Deku going five uh, percent again, and. Yeah, he's still he's still going until uh, Ida lands that that second kick and like breaks one of his ribs. Yeah, he hits two kicks and uh, Deku popped him in the face, knocking him out for what we thought was he's he's done, he's toast. And then later he he basically gets freed and has enough resolve to stand back up and terrify everyone into... Well, he also, in a sense, remember he saw a lot of uh, either All Might or himself and Deku, which makes me believe that's why initially he saved him. That and the fact that he knew the Nomu were from Shigaraki and, yeah. and company. And, you know, since he's like, I'm not gonna let them pull out, pull out the... A, a win because he doesn't agree and the with pros them. were like okay well he's taken a hostage like not necessarily he just wanted to he he was just he was literally just taking down the the nomu and then basically turns around his mask he doesn't, he doesn't seem like a hostage taker either yeah he's not because if he's gonna take a hostage it's literally only long enough for him to get them in position for him to shank them yep it's like if he wouldn't have taken a hostage, he would have just straight up killed Deku. Yeah, and, and he had no intention to kill him even throughout their fight. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's especially when he heard uh, Deku com- uh, talking about All Might and how he like looked up to him, and that's what drove him to become a hero to be like All Might. And basically, was like, okay, this kid might be this kid might be worth it. <laughs> I think Endeavor had something to do with his facial scarring. Yeah, across the the front part of his face. Why he wears the bandana and why he's and especially why once he heard Endeavor's voice, he suddenly he suddenly like stood up and turned around <laughs> to basically yeah. call him out for it. Because uh, we did witness him using Hellfire on a Nomu's head and to blast it practically off. Mm-hmm. So and he very well could have just palm grasped him. When yeah, he was... and and granted, in Stain's case, it might have just been at a lower level. Uh, because it was clear uh, when Endeavor fought the fly- fought the big Nomu. Yeah, uh, he knew he had regeneration. He had, he had, when he realized he had a super regeneration quirk, that's when he was just like, "Okay, I've got I've got to go uh, blue flame on you," <laughs> uh, because incinerated cells can't regenerate. Uh, so yeah, he killed that one de- that one Nomu, or at least it seemed that way. I think he just incapacitated him because it's. Very likely. He, I think he was standing when they had showed the shot in the uh, news. And the and the gangly one, uh, yeah, Endeavor and uh, Gran Torino basically took it down together. I think Gran Torino knocked it completely out with his two shot. Yeah, and then uh, and then they basically tied it up. No, that's no. It was yeah. It was the two shot going through the like the weird tentacle thing coming out of its coming out of its and mouth. then dropping into the back of the neck and then yeah straight to the back of the neck. Um, but Stain also very very fast, <laughs> unbelievably fast and skilled. Yeah, uh, 
He well, and we got a bit uh, in one of the later episodes where we saw a thing explaining his backstory. That yes, he had been he looked up to All Might and uh, enrolled in a hero school, and then realized that too many of his students were. Uh, his fellow students were also just I'm wondering looking which to become this. What? I'm wondering which year of school it is. Because UA is the premiere in a certain area. And they didn't specify that he went to UA. They just said a private hero academy. Yeah, so who knows if it's one that's literally like, build up your powers so you can be famous so you don't have to work. In which case, that could be a, that could be a his, major reason why he, he started hating all of his uh, fellow students and trained in combat and killing techniques they yeah. specified killing techniques <laughs> and may have killed his parents it, it was heavily implied heavily implied that he killed his parents but then again if he, if they honestly believe that he had killed his parents they probably would have mentioned that in that video i'm wondering if he if somebody some uh, something else happened to them and they just died it wasn't like big, an, it wasn't mysterious. a wasn't a mysterious accident, but it was some sort of foul play. But big not theory, maybe by him. something happened where he got on the wrong side of the law. Obviously, with mm. how he's training stuff, Endeavor comes to stop it. Inadvertently kills his parents, gets covered up, while he's scarred in the face, mm. and why he has such disdain for Endeavor and the current hero society. Um, that's a crazy ass theory, but that's a crazy theory, but you know, still one that holds some water. Um, and we got uh, Ida basically coming coming to terms with the how much he'd screwed up. That he was doing things for he was he came after Stain for a selfish reason rather than a uh, rather than uh, trying to protect a, trying to protect somebody else. Uh, that was something Stain had straight up called him on. <laughs> oh yeah, and also we're we're seeing that Todoroki himself can't like he's relying too much on his powers, and Stain called him out for it. As yeah, well. it's just like uh, that makes you less effective in a combat situation when your powers aren't working, which is a very good point. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like we saw Todoroki, he blasted through everybody. He could take everyone out. But in a situation where there's innocence and hostages where he has to focus it more, he can't just, like, engulf the entire alleyway with ice. To stop the, the villain, he has to work around all of it. And when, he's when, he, when he can't focus all of his attention on the, on the threat, that threat, you know, especially if they're as quick on the draw as, uh, as Stain is... Yeah, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to stop him if you have that limitation holding you back. Like uh, the attack on USJ, he took out a whole bunch of like common thugs because, well, they're just they were bad guys. They were there literally. And he to just do... froze their feet, and that was it. That's all he had to do. And then he's coming to everything else, and he's just freezing everybody. And then we're like, okay, well, he's using his fire now. He can just take out now. Nope, stains way too quick. Yep, he's able to do dodge all that. Um, when and there was when the three of them took down uh, took down Stain. It was actually like the, the combination of the kick, the punch, and then Shoto basically shot him with fire. And you were like, I wonder if it knocked him out due to lack of oxygen. I, I don't know that that's necessarily it. I think it was just the combination of the hits plus you know 
his body temperature is basically getting risen to the point where his body shuts down temporarily. It's heat syncope kind of thing. If it were a case of used up all the oxygen, then all four of them in that alley would, would have been... Well, just from the blast to, to Stane's face is what I meant. Maybe. Because he did focus that blast pretty Yeah, hard. maybe, but as soon as the flames were out, the air would have come would have come back. Wouldn't have knocked him out for as long as long enough for them to tie well, him up. Well, the combination up. of the hit to the head. Yeah. That's very that's very possible. Because he was still conscious. Yeah. Before that blast. Um But and but then after the whole stain thing happened, we had the aftermath. Um, Shoto, Deku, Deku, and Tenya are all in the hospital recuperating from their wounds, uh, and they meet the police chief, who you mentioned, who you mentioned last time, um, that you had inadvertently mentioned last time. Literally just a guy with a dog's head in a cage, and will basically throw woof at the end of his sentences, because that's a Jap- totally Japanese thing that they do when you're dealing with animal people like that. We see that also with uh, Froppy, with her, you know, going red, red. all the time. Um, but we had a we had a bit that basically explained how uh, the law works with regards to quirks and using them in using them with force, like the kids did. Heroes are literally licensed and allowed to do that, and yeah. these guy and the, these kids don't have their licenses yet. Which basically reflects badly on their mentors because it's like your mentor should have taught you better than this. Uh, Not like they were there long enough to know. This is true. <laughs> um, especially because Endeavor doesn't strike me as the kind of person that's necessarily going to cover that sort of thing straight away. I'm, that's just what I'm taking from how his character. Well, it's also the him. licensing to harm others with your abilities. Mm-hmm. You can use your abilities in rescue situations or to. But when, you, but when you're in like using the using it in force on another person is where the, is where it gets. Because literally, Decker just came out of nowhere and just socked a guy in an alleyway. <laughs> I mean, and Ida didn't. Ida was basically trying was to a, do the exact same attempting thing. Tempting to, but he got knocked down. And Stain basically told him to back off. Yep. But then again, Stain doesn't strike me as the kind of person who's necessarily going to care about that sort of thing because he's literally a serial killer. Yep. Um, but the chief, basically, you know, basically then says, "We have a we have a solution here that will basically allow you guys to still do your training, and allows us to not necessarily have to officially punish you for using or, for, for, or your mentors for using what effectively was deadly force. Let's face it; it was pretty much deadly force, even if they dialed it back." Um, and by basically saying there were no witnesses to the fight, so we and with uh, but with his injuries witnesses. and the burns and the burns to his face, we can cl- we can claim that it was Endeavor who took who took him down. And you guys will get no official recognition or fame for taking down the hero killer. Well, it's also his other burns from Todoroki. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just like, but it's but because it was fire that burned him, they could easily have that explained as Endeavor doing it. And fortunately, all three of them realized, okay, yeah, this is a good out for everybody concerned. 
Uh, Except for Shoto at first, when they were just yeah. Well, what was when when the chief was basically deliberately driving home the point of just how much they had screwed up and how badly it could go. He's like, however, <laughs> we can we can oh, we can cut we can cover this up, <laughs> and uh, so and we got a we then got a little bit of like the news coverage. That's where we saw the video about Stain and his and his backstory. And we got glimpses of... Well, that was the YouTube video about his past. Yeah, the viral video about, about his past, yeah. Um, you, you'll see a little bit more of the one guy, the... Stitched it, face? Oh, you'll see a lot of that. A lot of uh, the couple yeah, there were there were, th- there were like three that I saw. There was the stitched face guy, there was whatever brute was hiding out in the woods, and then there was the weird... School like, girl. The weird school, school girl, yeah. I'm not dropping names right I'm now. I'm not expecting you to. But it, they, those three very clearly got more focus than, than the others. Um, but I was the, talking about the two guys talking in the bar. Well, there was that, too. Um, the one guy you're going to see more of because, like the, you is said... That, was like the mob boss guy with the lighter? Or the... Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I've, he, struck, he struck me as a... He struck he's me a black as market a, dealer for the villains. That's what I figured. Uh, from what he was talking about with that guy, he basically established that making support gear... Without a license is illegal, but also in the early days before All Might came along, there was a lot more like black market dealing with the agencies that made the support gear because they would just be like, "Yeah, we're making this stuff for them." Oh, by the way, we're selling a little bit more on the side. Kind and of thing. He he works. Uh, you'll see him more, but he works closely with the League of Villains, which is why he tried to get that guy in with him. Yeah, that guy was clearly just uh, another like tech guy. Sort of thing. I think he, he. I think he's more of a, a manufacturer and seller, and that's why he wanted to get part of him. So he'd be like, "Hey, this this business is about to pick up. You don't want to step out just now." And we also got our first mention of before we got a little bit more detail of all for one. Uh, this is again a character that I have I had heard of. I've again tried to avoid as much detail as possible, but. Uh, Gran Torino talked with All Might on the phone about uh, Stain and how there was clearly some sort of connection to the League of Villains. As far as the heroes are aware, we, the audience, know that Stain met with them and was just like, yeah, no. But uh, Shigaraki's master, the guy on the phone, basically, uh, told them to let him go and allowed them to uh, set the no move loose on Hosu City as well. It's funny how all of it worked together, how the boss was just like, no, let's stay and go, knowing damn well that Shigaraki, Shigaraki will, would basically want revenge and want to basically show him up. And then telling him, yeah, I'm only going to let you have three Nomu. We have six, but yeah, I'm only letting you have three. Consider it a learning experience. And, and you notice it was like six that are ready to go. Implying that there are more in the works. Yeah, all for, all for one is very you know, and that plus what um, All Might told Deku later really s- establishes that all for one is the chess master. Because um, the because well well before we get into all for one, let's talk about the Froppy episode, <laughs> which is like the filler episode that was deliberate only created for the anime. Uh, they said this in the preview for it <laughs> um, that it was created just for the anime. 
and where we got to see some of the other uh, 1A students with their mentors and with uh, just best, a little bit. Yeah, and with best genus uh, trying to get Bakugo <laughs> to lighten up and be behave more like a proper hero rather than Good being, luck. rather than being Bakugo. Yeah, it didn't really work that well. Um, gunhead uh, training your gravity and being being a very humble I humble just mentor. Love gunhead. <laughs> yeah, gunhead is Gunhead was freaking hilarious, <laughs> especially in the previous episode when gravity uh, called Deku to find to check on him. He's like, "Was that a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> was that a boy on the phone? <laughs> was that a boy on the phone? That was so great." <laughs> Um, and then she's freaking out, nervous, and you see Deku's side door. He's like, I, I just talked to a girl on the phone! <laughs> uh, Uabami still uh, basically being oh, a Lord. vain, uh, fame-obsessed hero. And then then they did their commercial, and she was like, oh, we're going to go on patrol. They're like, oh, thank God. Thank God. And then it's literally just her uh, signing autographs, signing autographs and posing for, for selfies. <laughs> Um, fourth kind had um, Red Ride and Tetsu Tetsu doing uh, cleaning the park. doing litter cleanup. It's like um, we like to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. I was like, which is which but is he, more. He is called the chivalrous hero, so which is good. It's showing the, the different agencies how vastly different they are. Yeah, and also and also driving home just what sort of things that that they're all doing. You know, best genius. Yeah, he is a hero, but he's all about trying to maintain the hero's public image. Do, you know, helping keep crime down, yes, but also maintaining a rapport with the community kind of thing. The funny thing about Best Genius, it is, I, if I remember correctly, a actual thing in Japan to become Best Genius. How you fit the jeans, wear them, or manufacture them or something. <laughs> Somehow that doesn't surprise me. Which uh, J- Japan has some weird things. There's the Why all of his interns there's like, I mean, were wearing seen, jeans. Have you seen like the pictures of the greaser subculture in Japan? Like guys dressing like 1950s like b- greasers with the leather jackets and the pompadours. Even the pompadours. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it doesn't surprise me that there would be a best genus kind of thing like in Japan like that. And they even mentioned, I think, in later episodes where he has become like of best genus five times in a row. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, he can his ability to be able to unravel the fabric and use it in any fashion he chooses. Mm-hmm. You noticed in the first meeting, yeah, when he when Bakugo. he basically unraveled the sleeves of his of his jacket to restrain Bakugo. Um, that's why he covers himself in denim, because he can control it. And this, and let's be honest, the fabric in denim is a very strong fabric anyway. So, um, uh, an earphone jack was with uh, Death Arms. She dealt with like a hostage situation, or it's like she did recon to determine how many they were dealing with, and then she basically escorted the the hostages out of the way while the heroes dealt with the the bad guys. Um, and then we got Froppy, and so she's interning with a uh, sea rescue hero called Captain Selkie, who is literally a seal man. It was a spotted seal. Spotted seal, yes. Uh, and who also has a sidekick uh, named Sirius. Uh, and when her name was first dropped, I was like, Sirius? <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> we, we see her, we think she has like these... Like gill type ears, yeah. But, but find out later on those are literally just communication support gear. Device. They're support gear, uh, communication gear. 
but it works well with her, with her actual quirk, which is she has like super hearing, and it makes for good communication with Selkie, who uh, is were is revealed has like a sonar like ability. You can like the uh, the the chirping that the seals like, use. Like chir- that seals use, and he uses that to navigate while he's underwater, locate his enemies, and we see him use it later in a combat situation when he gets blinded. It's just sort of like yeah, that's not going to stop him. No, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And a powerhouse who likes to think that he's cute. <laughs> he's like seven foot tall, built of muscle. Yeah, and literally, to to literally this big giant slab of beef. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, doing like the kawaii poses and, and stuff. Like everyone else is like, oh dear God. And Froppy's like, so cute. And Froppy is just like, adorable. <laughs> but, you know, Sirius basically helped drum home for, uh, for Froppy, that's like you have to rely on your trust. You have to trust in your uh, in your lead in the leadership and in your in your fellow uh, in your fellow heroes and the people that work alongside you. You have to have that trust. She was given that situation to mm-hmm. where she's supposed by the villain has Sirius captured and has the headphone telling report back. We don't find him and turn home. And because Selkie, by this point, had been uh, trapped uh, on a decoy boat, but he basically sent the sent the others to go pursue the pursue the smugglers. Yep. Um, and Froppy was like, "Shouldn't we ha- shouldn't we help him?" And Sirius is like, "Do you trust your captain? <laughs> he's rely- He's trusting us to get to get the job now, done." Now she was given that situation of send him back and have no support, or have the, out- the opportunity to say where you're at and get support, but with a risk of Sirius getting injured As far as she's aware, that Sirius could have been killed. Like, you know... Yeah, so there's nothing extraordinary other than her hearing. Mm-hmm. So... And Froppy shows that she learned the lesson well. She called in their location, and... Selkie shows up to save the day. <laughs> kicks, kicks some... Kicks some ass, and... Locks up the Calamari brothers, or... Or whatever the heck they I know, were. Right? It was well, I think the I think the big one, I think I heard them call him like Innsmouth, which is a Lovecraft reference. <laughs> Go figure. Um, well, but as soon as like, I heard that, I was like, "What?" And he was like, "My brothers," and I was like, "Okay, so we had like two Kraken brothers and a sister." Yeah, the the the, the Calamari family or whatever the heck they were. Um, but fr- you know, and then afterwards, as the Coast Guard is taking them into custody. You know, the captain of the Coast Guard is thanking Selkie for, you know, for his help. And he's like, oh, I couldn't have done it without her. And basically says she has the makings of becoming a real hero. And the, the Coast Guard captain's like, well then, I'm looking forward to working with you in the future. So that was a nice little moment for Froppy. Getting I think, think that was a, uh, a lot of that had to do, well, not... That episode has a lot of, I think, was the inspiration for a lot of people to make her best girl. Froppy is best girl. I will go along with that. Gravity is 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 cool and all, but Froppy is Froppy is best girl. I still like uh, Uraka. Mm. Uh, but then the last episode was the one where we got more details on All for One. With uh, All Might sitting Deku down to basically tell him of how uh, One for All came to be, and that it was literally a prod, a product of an accidental byproduct of yep. All for One's uh, quirk, because All for One 
well, as as All Might explains it, in the early days when quirks were first becoming a thing, and it was becoming more widespread, there was a lot of unrest over it all. You know, typical sort of like... monsters. Mm-hmm. And, and, all for, and then along comes All for One, who's who has the, the quirk to steal another person's quirk and then bestow it to somebody else. Or keep it as his own. Or keep it as his own. So he became unbelievably powerful I wonder because if, of this. I wonder if he had to steal a, another kind of stockpiling quirk in order to be able to handle all the quirks. Cause or what if that is what his quirk is? Well, that's what he used to give all for one. Remember, that was the stop that, that quirk. Yes, but I'm saying for one for all. I'm saying what if he? What if all for one? That is what his quirk is. Is a stockpiling quirk. His was a stealing quirk. Okay, it, that that's how he was able to, to take the quirks and a steal slash bestow because he can steal it yet bestow it. Or and he was, and he, and he used that to basically create uh, create essentially the predecessor to the current League of Villains, and basically took over Japan. But then we're, it's explained that All for One had a brother who was seemingly quirkless, uh, and All for One gave his brother the stock this stockpiling quirk, which combined with his brother's natural quirk, which allows him to bestow. His quirk onto others. Onto others. And that created all that created one for all. Which gets stronger as it's passed down because it's stockpiling that power. So that's the that's a weird thing then, because you've got All Might admitting he had no quirk, so it got nothing from him and passed it to Deku, which has no seemingly no quirk, which is gonna pass it on to someone else, so it did Two generations not been able to draw more quirks along with it, but it's still. I think the raw physical strength is still what's being passed down. Oh yeah, of course it's going to be passed down with it. It's just not adding anything to it. Mm. It's not like with Apocalypse in the uh, X Men movie, where he basically takes powers from each person that he becomes a host. Um, At least that's what it was implied in that movie. But. And All for One has surpassed generation upon generation. Yeah, because as All Might basically says, when you have so, that much power, it's not... You know, he basically stole something that allows him to be immortal, more or less. Essentially, yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that he can't get injured, because when we, when we got a glimpse of him towards the end of the episode... He's on all these IVs. He's got all these IVs, his face is all, is all messed up. Um, and is clearly still uh, keeping an eye on uh, the League of Villains and s- believes that Shigaraki will become his successor. See, I'm wondering if he's Be- saying his successor just because he has the he said because he has the most twisted mind. Also, is he able to give his power himself to him, or is he planning on just giving imbuing him with all of his powers? Just sort of like I have, I have these powers. I think you can make use of these. What? <laughs> but he hasn't done it as of yet, because he's because he needs Shigaraki to wise up a little bit. And needs him to mature, and that's going to be a major uphill battle because Shigaraki is an immature little he's, twisted little. He you know is. He's very twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not stupid. 
He's not stupid. He's, he's just, headstrong. He's, that's, yeah. And he's stubborn, because it's just sort of like, a, my way, my way, you got to do it my way. Spoiled brat. He is a spoiled brat. Um, then you've got... Uh, a lot of comparisons you could draw to... What, what do you think about the Nomu when they're saying they're created? How do you think that's going about? I mean, the f- mere fact that they've got multiple quirks, and that's another thing that um, All Might brought up in his discussion of All for One, is that some of the people, when they received quirks from him, they were not able to cope with the power that they'd been given. They essentially became mindless dolls, as he called them. And and it, they made an immediate comparison to to Nomu. So and do you think that's I'm, who's making the Nomu? I or? pretty I think that he was they're doing experiments to see what they can create by bestowing various quirks onto people like that to basically make shock troops. Literal. Well, not literal. I mean, literal shock troops would probably be stealing a spark jammer or whatever his name is. Jamming yay. <laughs> the electric power guy. Uh, <laughs> I forget what hero name he ended up settling on. Ah. Oh, shit. I forgot his hero name, too. Well, regardless, um, but yeah, they're clearly trying to make Nomu to wreak havoc and tear down like the tear down the hero society again but they're it takes time for them to create ones that are capable of acting with not necessarily with a will of their own but being able to actually act the the so no, the usj the too. usj nomu clearly had only had been given uh been given the marching orders of all might kill ah. Well, and protect Shigaraki, basically. I think Shigaraki can verbally control them because of whatever they're doing to him from whoever's putting them out there to host. They can may, take, have, impr- take may, have, may have imprinted uh, Shigaraki on the on the Nomu to basically be like, listen to this guy's orders. And, and then, he was literally built to combat All Might mm. and essentially kill All Might. Well, literally be able to withstand All Might at full power, which, let's be honest, it did. <laughs> it, you know, he didn't even kill it. <laughs> no. He but fought, again, it, he fought it to a standstill. <laughs> but again, he's a true hero. Mm-hmm. And we got confirmation also that One for All is the one who uh, gave All Might the injury that's leading to, to the end of his hero career. It's very clearly... Uh, ver- Clear that All Might knows I don't have much time left to be All Might. And then there's, um... So what was it? I'm trying to think of what I had. I had it and then I lost it. So what do you think in the upcoming episodes? Right. We have the last five coming up. For the last season. five. And we know the final exams are coming up. Uh, and you mentioned it and then they confirmed it in the preview. It's like two-on-one students versus pros. It's clear All Might's going to be one of them, and I'm going to guess I'm going to guess he's going to go up against Deku because it's just not fair to have All Might face anybody else. <laughs> but who? If, if it's two on one, who do you think? I don't know. I just don't know. Um, you don't really want to stack the odds too too much by having him team up with like Shoto or something because that would just be like. I mean, I know that Endeavor would love to have that. Love to see it. But see these the are two on one yeah, teachers. Two on one versus the teachers. Not necessarily pro heroes, but the pro heroes that are teaching at the UA. 
Well, I'm just saying Endeavor would love to see Shoto go up oh, against All Might, but I'm just not them going up against Endeavor kind of thing. But I'm not sure. Um, Aizawa, if Aizawa's involved in any of that, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I can't remember, but I don't think he would be, since my memory is kind of hazy on season two, since it's been a whole four seasons and a long time between three and four, making it a good spread yeah, of like okay. four or so years. Three or so years. Uh, but you don't think Aizawa I don't think Aizawa is one of them because of his injuries. Yeah, that makes sense. 13, I'm going to guess, probably also not involved because no. she's not a combat hero in any case. I know of some, and they did flash a couple scenes on there. I just don't know. I, I don't know. There's. Do you want me to say anybody? Or sure, just... go ahead. Just just the teachers, not necessarily the matchups. Okay, you've got uh, oh, my, Midnight, okay, a Midnight. principal. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you get to see him. He... I can't remember. He was, uh, I think they said, one of the first animal to develop a quirk. I think either that or he was testing. I can't remember. I have to go back and watch it again. But <laughs> I remember. I remember you guys mentioning, or it was either mentioned in show, or you guys mentioned that it's just sort of like it's not clear what whether he's a a human who just has animal traits or if he's an animal that has a quirk or what. I think he's an animal with a quirk. I'm not going to say what his actual quirk is. That's um, fair. That's fair. I'm not asking to know what their quirks are. I'm just so you've got Midnight, Principal, All Might, um, Cementos, All Might. I think Cementos. Cementos makes sense. We've seen him. Uh, we've seen him at uh, UA. President Mike. Oh, President Mike. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> him versus like earphone Jack. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Who do, yeah, uh, that's what I was trying to say. The teachers, who do you think would be going against these? Would, would make a good matchup or an interesting... Um, Cementos interest- would make for an interesting uh, opponent for Bakugo to oh, face. Oh, God, what's his name? He was in... The, the sniper guy? No. See, he came into my head and I was going to name him, but I don't think he is. It's the dude that looks like he has the skull face. Okay. Uh, that was one of the teachers that helped out towards the end of the USJ. I don't remember. He, they haven't shown Jack of his powers up till now, but he—I I remember his fight very well because it was okay. a good, a good chunk of an episode. But Cementos, I think, would make for a good opponent for Bakugo because he can just keep throwing barriers in, in front of him, just being like, sometimes you can't just blast your way through things. <laughs> Trying to force force Bakugo out of his comfort zone of just. You know, charging ahead and just blast your way through obstacles. How about, uh, who do you think would go up against, uh, Midnight? Mm, I'm gonna guess Mineta's probably gonna be be involved in that. Because that makes for the most possible entertainment value. Um, because, just let's face it, Mineta is the the perv. We saw him with the peephole. Oh, God, that peephole was the funniest... Every time I see that, there it was after so they, they, they there was a brief thing before uh, Deku had his sit down with All Might where they were doing some. Uh, I think hero that was tra- during. It, it, it was following. It was following that. that he they, was in the locker room. It was, yes. Oh, okay. Um, but it was like after they did some hero training where everyone saw suddenly that Deku knows how to use his power. Oh yeah, that's right. Himself. They were doing the race. Um, but 
after after that, they're all like in the locker rooms, you know, cleaning up, getting getting changed, and Mineta finds a peephole in the wall, and he's just sort of like he's peer, he's trying to peer through it to see who he can see. He's dropping all the the girls in the, the class, names except and what he wants to see, except for earphone jack, you know, <laughs> and yeah. she just shoves one of her earphone jacks into his eye because <laughs> he starts to peep and just boom, <laughs> right into his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got that little high pitched little ah my eye. And she was a little disheartened that, that he that he didn't she, mention her at all. Poor poor earphone jack. Uh, <sighs> she's such a sweetie. She is. I, I I do like her. Um, Pinky, you know, got some got some uh, a little bit of attention just briefly during the uh, during the race. But she was one of the ones that was sort of surprised by Deku. Everybody so, was just everyone was shocked. All Might was like, "The hell!" Well, Bakugo saw it too. And oh, he, he was so, he was so pissed. Which is more well, it's because everyone's like, "He's kind of moving like Bakugo," <laughs> and you know, Bakugo does not like to be compared to Deku in any way. And that's this is more proof from before when I was saying in one of the previous episodes that he is can't stand that someone he considered a. Comp- Complete and utter waste is, to be able to be on even the same level, even surpassing him. I know. And taking what he has done and taking it it's just and like, doing it perfection. And basically, it's like, improving. you saw me do this once and now you're doing it just as well as me. Do you think I'm some kind of joke? <laughs> what does he have, Sharingan? <laughs> it's like, I've saw that. Sh- Watch me. Or, do it's, it or, too. or it's, could be like the. One of those muscle memory things. Like, remember there was a character in Heroes, the the chick who basically, if she saw somebody do something, she could instantly replicate it. Oh yeah, the, the little girl. Uh, she she was, wasn't a little girl. She was like in. She was, was like she a teen. She was in like high school at very least. I remember she saw a little. Like Ray she Ray she she watched like an episode of SmackDown, saw him do the six one nine, and then later when she stopped some like guy trying to rob rob her. Uh, the Burger King or wherever where she worked, she pulled off a six one nine to kick him in the face. <laughs> um, you know, I just sit down and watch all the Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. And, well, that's literally what they did with her in, in Heroes. Uh, she, I forget who she talked to. I think it was somebody connected to the company, and they gave her like an like an iPod video thing that was loaded with a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of martial arts, martial arts, and other uh, stuff that she would be able to replicate. Because it's literally just physical things that she can she can duplicate. She can't uh, copy people's powers like uh, like Peter could, or uh, do the analytical stuff like Siler. Oh, man, okay. How about uh, let's see, who do you, who do you think would go up against Mike? My, present Mike, I want to I want to see earphone Jack go up against him somehow. I'm not sure how that would work, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs> and then there's... So you've only named one person per each. Yeah, it's just... I just You don't, don't want to lock down I don't want to lock down, lock down too much. Because it's just... Uh, Deku is obviously going to go up against All Might. Because All Might is going to want to test Deku. The, the, granted, you don't know much about him. And you don't know his powers. But the, the guy with the kind of like the skull face. And he wears like the cape and everything. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would go up against him? He could be another one for Cementos, but no, 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 not the not. Oh, 
Oh, the teacher. The, the teacher. I, I just don't know any... I don't remember that, that character I think it was just like a flash in the... Uh, well, yeah, because they suddenly introduced a bunch of these pro heroes that showed up to save the day. And only a couple of them got any attention. Like, the sniper guy got some attention because he shot Shigaraki in pretty much all of his limbs. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so, w- what characters do you want to see shine in this episode? Ones you haven't seen anything from and i don't know necessarily that i haven't seen anything from but that i'd like to see get more attention like sugar man sugar rush or whatever he's yeah whatever that was he's, his uh his sugar rush is his quirk I, I think i thought he said his name was going to be sugar man oh, maybe um but him the um the 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 other quiet one that has this the sort of like like face kind of like a grunt face and yeah. like a weird like tower like head yeah so, good news, you're going to see at least one of them. <laughs> um, Tailman, Tail I feel, needs to get a little bit more of a chance to shine, even though he's pretty much overshadowed by everybody, everybody else. In he's the, like, in he even anger. mentions it in an episode. He's like, I'm just so plain. I'm <laughs> normal. He's got this giant muscular-ass tail that he just uses to launch himself or hang off of stuff. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I don't know. What about the uh, the guy with the uh, six arms? Oh, uh, the tentacle tentacle guy. Tentacle or something. Some, some Ten- tentaco or something like that. Because uh, there was some because because there was because there was like a there was a pun or something in the name I think. But um, yeah, I'd like to see more from him because we got a couple of glimpses of. Do, of do you know what he can do yet? It's like he can like duplicate parts of his body or something. It's like dupla arms. So you've seen, but it's one not just his arms because we've seen him like sprout an eyeball or yeah. a mouth. Because on. on the ends, and like he can turn it into like the one episode, one who was like using the eye to look around, but then turn it into a mouth to talk. Mm. Even though his mouth is here, you think, but his face is mostly covered. You don't see his mouth at all. Okay, so I'm confused. I'm wondering if there's like nothing there, and he just covers it up just so because otherwise, freak it's, out. Uh, yeah, it's, it would freak people out. I mean, Kinda not like, like the six arms and. Ears and noses and mouths that are going to freak out people, <laughs> right? Kind of like how Stain keeps his burned face where it's like up. almost a lack of nose. Yeah, because that I think is one of the things that kind of freaked everybody out, along with the fact that it's like, how is this guy still standing? <laughs> right. Um, well, that and they just saw him suddenly break free of uh, his bi- of his bindings and take down a Nomu. Um, um, but yeah. Just, just to dial it back just once about the the people possibly going to the League of Villains where we get spotlights on like yeah. three Stitch to five. Stitch Face, the schoolgirl, and Forest Guy. Any idea of what you think they might have as a quirk? Just on looking at them and the little bit of blurb you saw before. Well, the schoolgirl clearly has some sort of quirk that's related to blood. Because the glimpse we, we finally got of her, like, of her face, like, being like sort of cute but evil schoolgirl, there was a lot of blood on the wall behind her. Oh yeah, um, a stitch face guy. I'm not sure if there's because you can't really always ma- determine what somebody's quirk. It's, it's is. fun to try to figure it out. Yeah, um, I, just anything, any old thing. Out I there. don't know. Maybe he can like detach parts of his body or something, or detach, maybe even do something similar to other people. I don't know. It's just the way is the and the and the forest brute. 
I, he strikes me as just one of those like st- super strong kind of st- thing, right? Like the like the strong bricks, kind of like All Might in a in a way, but not quite to that level of power. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think those are the ones they spotlighted, right? Yeah, those are the the only three I think they spotlighted. We, so I know there's a few more that we're gonna we're gonna see, but I don't remember seeing their silhouette or anything mm-hmm. in the almost vignette style thing for them. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, uh, we also got a glimpse of uh, All for One's doctor briefly in his uh, in his thing at the very end. There, we only really I saw like the lower part of his that face. mustache. That's the same. That <laughs> told, hey, Deku, you ain't got no quirk. Maybe too powerful, and somehow got I don't know stolen. Or it could just very well be that. So, let me throw another theory out there. Let's suppose that he is that Deku's doctor when he was a boy, the one that told him you, your son doesn't have a quirk. Also the same doctor that works for All for One. And it could be that, you know, it, being in that position allows, allows the League of Villains and All for One to monitor interesting quirks. And if they're still like, this one could come in handy, then they basically make arrangements to steal it somehow. Whether the whether the doctor's been given that ability or has that ability naturally, then again, they could have just been like, this isn't a really good uh, sort of combat sort of quirk or quirk that... It, let's suppose Deku does have like an analytical quirk. It could be that it th- didn't manifest quite yet. To, or to the to the point where it could really pick up on tests. He didn't break himself enough to have an, uh, one less joint. <laughs> or, you know, they uh, basically were just... It's like it could have been something that just doesn't trigger on whatever tests that, that they were doing. <clears throat> and it could have just been like, well, we don't really need one like this. We've already got plenty of analytical equipment and uh, It'd be and people. <laughs> All for one. He's a uh, he's he's something, all right. Yeah, I bet he is. I know that there is because I've seen like a clip of it on like Facebook. I know that All for One and All Might have one final battle. I but I don't know the context of what leads up to it. I think that's the end of season three. But I want to say the end of season three. But I so. I'm really looking forward to being able to see that see that uh, that match with the That's build up and the context and all that. More soon. <laughs> we got to do yeah. five more soon so we can finish up uh, season two. Who knows? Maybe we'll do more of that today. Hopefully, um, something. Or if not to, not today, then later this week. You know, I'm still off this week, and we can always figure out a day. All right. Um, but anyway, that I think uh, should wrap this up. Anything else you feel necessary to add right now? Uh, other than, are you still at the I'm, same? Are I'm, you at the same level? I, 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 I'm getting, I am getting hyped. You know the because like leading into the show itself. Where did like, you enter in at? I, I, I entered in at the. You know, I, I want to check this out, see what all the hype is about, and then it's like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see where the hype is, and as it's just sort of like, I, I like how they're handling the pacing. They're, they're, they give you, they build up to these big confrontations. By dropping clues that they're, that it's coming, but then they still leave some hooks available for them to then. It's like build upon, build to build upon. Even before you get into the aftermath episode, there is already stuff sort of like 
left there for swirling. hooks. Swirling. And then they just sort of pull you along. Like, you And know. it doesn't feel like you've dipped down in your interest at all. No. Uh, my, my, interest ha- my, interest ha- my interest has gone up since we started. I'd say it's still, still about level. You know, but I, it's to the point of I am still going to keep watching this. I am still, I has still want to keep going a little more. You know, it's been, like, it has been peaking. It has been peaking for points. You know, because you know, he, hearing you talking about <laughs> staying, you know, about, you were looking forward to it. And I, when I mentioned, it, it's like I already know about him, oh. but it's like I didn't know. I didn't know too many details. And then it's like very interesting character, mind I, blown with his abilities. Yeah. Well, not just his not, not, not just, not not his, just quirk, his quirk, but, it's but just, his abilities. Yeah, just his sheer combat skill. Um, so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with all this, and they, I still appreciate that they they keep emphasis on the consequences of of stuff. That was something you brought up while we were watching yep. with Tenya, because in the fight with uh, Stain, he took he took a pretty major like uh, he, he got sta- he got stabbed in the shoulder. And he then I got another another uh, another one in. in that's his the forearm. one he used to block um, Todoroki. Oh, that's right. Because no, the knife was no. going right for Todoroki. And no, he, he like this. no. I thought he used his. I, I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was his I thought it was a kick, not a, not a. Oh, he uh, didn't take any knives in the leg. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, uh, Tenya basically got word that he may have suffered permanent damage. To his left, to his left arm, the, the nerves, to the nerves in his left arm. So have some numbness, and numbness and, and stiffness, and stiffness in in, in the uh, in the fingers. You know, and and well, Deku, we, 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 his legs, yeah. and Deku has scars already from using his quirk. Uh, you know, before he got more control over one for all, because uh, he's got scars on his on his right hand from. I they had that was they, primarily from his big punch from his from, from his big punch, but also I don't know about that because he didn't. I don't think he had the scars until after his fight with Todoroki. Because he broke like like he broke every single finger and then he, he broke and then he, and then he broke it even further. Um, but and I think but I think the scars are not from him breaking his things, but it's from the surgery they had to do to remove the bone fragments. Yeah. And that I think you know the I think recovery girl was just like we're going to leave those there to keep, serve as a reminder. Don't do this again because <laughs> I'm not going to heal you anymore. <laughs> like I can't I can't keep doing this. You got to get more control over Essentially, it. Essentially, I think if she does it enough to any one person that they could possibly die because it relies on their own. Um, yeah, but I think she has some element of control over over that. Yeah, yeah it uses the body's own stamina, but that's why it's like. She can heal them up to a point. Then the body has to do has to do its own work, recover its stamina, and then once it's recovered, she can then maybe do it again to help do it in stages, kind of thing. Just kind of like how I think she's pulling away from doing the stages with that because she's just like, dude, dude, stop. all might keep control of your child and stop this crap. You got to talk to your boy. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, we see that in real life with some surgeries. It's like they can, they can only do so much. In one certain one sitting kind of thing, because the body needs to have time to recover before yep. you can go further. You know, so I mean, my mom had had to get multiple surgeries on on her leg uh, when she when she broke her when she broke her kneecap, and it's just sometimes it was literally just we, they had to cut her back open to clean to clean the infections out. Mm. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that because my mom would not really appreciate me 
dragging a whole lot of her uh, medical uh, issues to the to the forefront. But at any rate, um, so we've talked, I think, pr pretty well here. I'm still hyped. Definitely looking forward to finishing out this season uh, soon. When when you know is for us to determine. You guys, it'll be up when it when it goes up. It might even be the be one the next one that comes up after this one. Favorite villains is gonna be introduced. <laughs> and here I thought uh, Stain was. A, oh, that's right. Stain isn't a villain. You, Stain is more of an anti-hero. Oh, and that's more uh, Mr. Chris. Like, that's right. I think Mr. Chris likes. Yeah, Chris. Likes yeah, that's right. Chris had said that he he liked Stain's quirk. Um, I, I'm kind of confused by that. Like, yeah. I don't know how much blood he wants to ingest, but uh, okay. Then again, Chris is kind of a weird dude. Well, yeah. You could have just been saying that to, to try to get a reaction. But at any rate, uh, so uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment, give us a like, subscribe, etc. Uh, you can hit us up uh, on social media. Now we, we have a proper Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, the Board to Death BingeCast, and, or you can send us an email, uh, binge.cast at outlook.com. At any rate, for Sam, I'm Jay, and we'll see you next time.